0: Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out
1: there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn,
0: your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All
1: right. You know what day it is. It's a Ferg Friday. Jay Ferg will join us in just a second. But first, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. Use promo code 10OFF. Uh, for three awesome restaurants this week, a nice variety: Moe's Barbecue, Kabuki Japanese Steakhouse, and Kim Mao. I believe I am pronouncing that right. It is a Thai and Vietnamese restaurant, I believe. But uh, awesome stuff there. And uh, also, you can promo code Zach twenty Z A C two zero for your first. Delivery free. Also, you can check out all the things they're doing behind the scenes as far as helping local businesses during this super uh, rough time because they are local. They truly care about the Auburn, Opelike, and Lee County community, and they are the only local meal delivery service uh, in our area. So, other folks claim to be local, uh, but they are actually owned by a company out of state. So, uh, once again, go to FetchMeDelivery.com or use, uh, use their free app. Just search Fetch Me in Your Phone's app store. Happy Ferg Friday. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer joining us. What a crazy week it's been. It's been the longest week of my
0: life. Um, it, it's been wild, man. I mean, I remember coming on here last week and saying, ah, Malzahn's probably safe. Went to bed Saturday night thinking he was safe. Woke up Sunday thinking he was safe. And uh, lo and behold, a lot, a lot of things have changed here in the last few days.
1: Yeah, after you, uh, after we got done recording the show last week... And we were just kind of, you know, chatting it up in the studio. And you're like, I'm not really positive how I'm going to handle covering this weekend just due to the basketball game going into the football game. Little did we know we'd have to start covering a coaching change and a coaching search the following Mm -hmm. day. I mean, really, ever since last Saturday, it's just been crazy all over the place.
0: It has, and and uh, i i don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon <laughs> right uh, is the, is the is the bad part for us but um you know you 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 got to you got to step up for people like us in this spot this is where people are really turning to you and looking for info and right. and uh, ready to read and listen to what you got so you got to bring it
1: yeah so uh, i mean talk about what's been all at the uh, the auburn observer this week auburnobserver.com uh definitely worth every penny for weeks like this justin I mean, what's been your take on all this so far?
0: Well, we started with just a breakdown kind of uh, of the candidates we had heard, and we've kind of moved around with updates or anything like that, and just pros and cons, and just kind of sorting it out from there, using that to kind of be a launching point, and we've moved it around from there, got some stuff on early signing period, uh, had some stuff on um, uh, the, you know, the the search, not only the search, but... Um, some some Auburn basketball stuff as well. So yeah, it's just been a lot. It's just been a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on over these over these last few days uh, here in Auburn. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's it, it it's uh, it's definitely like I said, a pretty crazy week. But a lot of people have been plugged in. A lot of people have been subscribing. So we we appreciate that. And, um, a lot of people are interested in, 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 in what's going on for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's talk uh, amongst all those things. Let's talk about what I think people want to hear the most about the coaching search. Mm -hmm. What have you heard and all that. So since the last podcast went up, um, Chris, the ball seems out of the equation. He has signed an extension, uh, to continue being the head coach of Oregon. That honestly surprised me. um, I think it's embarrassing for for two different reasons, Justin. One, he clearly used Auburn for an extension, much like Gus used Arkansas in 17, whatever. Do what you need to for your family. And then two is what he signed. It's like surely Auburn was going to offer him more than, what, $4 million a year? Yeah, it it seemed really
0: low, kind of low ball. The buyout only went up by a million dollars. Yeah, Auburn wanted to put it behind and, and really go in for it. They could have definitely gotten it, but I think it was more of not necessarily just kind of the the money situation. I think it was more of a message that like, hey, I want to be here, yeah. and like, you can't force anybody to coach for you. I think it was just one of those things where, all right, let's get let's get let's get a little bit more money in place. Um, I think the buyout structure is very interesting, considering a lot of people would, uh, you know, around Alabama would like him to replace Saban. You know, when it's all said and done, I think there's some timing things there with that buyout. That makes sense that I think it was just I think it was just a message because, yeah, I mean, we'll see things can change. But like <laughs> it, it, it's it's crazy to think just a little bit of a financial bump um, was enough for him to, to sign that extension at Oregon.
1: Right. Right. So he's out. Um, and really, that's kind of been the only guy, the only relevant candidate that's that's kind of been removed himself from this, quote unquote, coaching search. Um, I know a lot of folks want to look up North to Liberty and then, you know, I, th- I think the whole Hugh Freeze thing, it doesn't sound like they even called him. I don't think they ever no, even considered. You, no. you agree?
0: Yeah. I, he was from everything I've heard. He's ne- he's never been a legitimate candidate at right. Auburn. And I don't know exactly the reason why, like all the reasons why I think there's definitely a number of things you can point to with Hugh Freeze, but 100%, um, I uh, he has not been considered to be a, a legitimate candidate.
1: All right. So what do you make of all this Kevin Steele rumor? And I, I know mm-hmm. you have a tremendous amount of respect for Kevin Steele. I've heard you've said that multiple times. So right. um, So, I, I want to preface this question and your answer with, with that. So, I mean, there, there's reports coming out from all over the place, rumors swirling on message boards and all that, that this was – Kind of this planned thing that you know he kind of saw himself as the guy after Gus, and you know the powers that be were in on it and all that. Do you buy any of that? Is there any legitimacy to you know this was kind of kind of kind of some sort of plan for Steele to replace Malzahn? Man, I you know I
0: really really don't know because I, I don't deny, I don't argue with the fact that um, Kevin Steele has some people in power at Auburn with some people with some influence and right. some money yeah. that would like to see him be the head coach I don't doubt that whatsoever I think he is he's made some he's made some uh, he's made some strong allies during this for sure yeah um whether that's necessarily been an orchestrated thing or like a coup or anything like that I don't know if I buy into that as much I do know though that there are some people with some influences and some power that would prefer or I don't know maybe their number one option uh, just straight up that Kevin Steele would become the the, the head coach at Auburn. Um, from what I've heard, Steele is interested in the job. I had always thought that he was not necessarily a guy that would um, go back to being a head coach and the de- being a defense coordinator was fine for him. Mm-hmm. And he might not be the head coach when it's all said and done, but he has been the consistent top can It was him and Ball for most of this week. And now it seems like Cristobal's, you know, falling off the fallen off of it here just because of the extension So, I mean, there's got to be some legitimacy to it that, you know, he really wants his job and Auburn's really taking him seriously. I do think, though, the fact that you didn't promote him immediately. Right. The fact that you went through the early signing period without making a move there. And the fact that you're going through your due diligence, you're going through the process. You've you've hired a search firm. You're doing, you know, the committee thing and all that. Um, I think if you're Auburn in that case, like – You're going to go through the process now, and I don't think it's going to be necessarily a thing where he just gets, you know, pushed into into that job. Now I could be wrong, but it seems like, especially with the things going on this weekend, and then a number of possible candidates are still coaching. You know, the more this takes time, the the more likely it is it'll be somebody besides Kevin Steele. But we'll see.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I got more questions about Kevin Steele in just a moment as Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer, AuburnObserver.com, joining us today. Today's show brought to you by our great friends at Coors Light. Yes, you've heard me say it a million times. Coors Light is the beer literally made to chill. Coors Light wants you to know that no matter what sport is on your television, Whenever you're watching sports, that is your time to chill. It's uninterrupted me time. At least it should be. I now have a new child, so it's more interrupted than it used to be. But still, um, my go-to beer in all these times is Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment, made to chill. It's cold lager, cold filtered, cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's cold every step of the way. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
0: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: All right, Justin. I want to keep talking about Kevin Steele here. So they can't hire him now, right? With the whole hashtag stop Steele and they've apparently gotten a ton of emails and phone calls and all of that. It, they can't hire him, right? Because if they did, I mean, it would be incredibly uncomfortable for a lot of people involved
0: they'd have to answer a lot of questions about the process and and all of this. Like, you know, ultimately it comes down to the people who have power and influence at Auburn, what they decide on, but you are going through this process and you've heard the feedback and it would be, I think it would be difficult for them to do that. Now I'm not ruling it out by any means. And I think he's still the lead candidate, but it would, it it, definitely, the reaction to it, I think would play a part into what's kind of going on here. Um, I am not I don't think I'm stunned, but I'm kind of surprised at how much negative reaction there's been to it just because um, you know Steele was one of those guys that had such a high you know reputation around the, around the fan base. but Justin, I think it would be
1: a disaster if they hired him as head coach.
0: It, it, it would not be it would not be one of those situations where you would see a ton of pros jump right off the bat. I'll okay.
1: say that. I'll, uh,
0: yeah, I'll Can say you sell that me on it?
1: Can you do a sales pitch for Kevin Steele right now?
0: I think the sales pitch for Kevin Steele is that um, you'd be able to keep up kind of your base on the defense. Now, I know defense and I have a great year this year, but that has been the thing that has helped you become a, a really good team over these last few years. Yeah, I think that the defense was fine. It?
1: It's a top five SEC defense. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, that bar is you know, lower than it normally is, but I think it was a top five SEC defense. He was
0: he, he's he's very well connected. Um, you know, knows a lot of coaches because of his, his vast experience. I think he could put together uh, a strong staff. I would be very curious to see what they would do on the offense side of the ball because I do believe that is Auburn's biggest problem. And yeah. If they don't fix that, it doesn't really matter. I think who the head coach is. Um, necessarily, unless you know Auburn gets 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 a contending kind of offense again, um, yeah, and and I think I think that's I think that's your that's your pitch right there. Um, I think all, all, all
1: that, the reports uh, and par- apparently part of his pitch during the interview process, according to some of the rumors that come out, and you can debunk this if you if if you believe this not to be true, but uh, apparently he's all in on Mike Bobo as offensive coordinator. Do you believe that?
0: Uh, it would be surprising to see him just. Like it would just be that automatically, right? Because yeah, you know, I, I
1: agree. I thought that was a little fishy.
0: I had heard that they that there were different candidates that you know would be in line to get interviews or whatever. Like it would it wouldn't just be necessarily. Oh, we got him, and now it's and now it's you know definitely going to be Mike Boo. Um, like I said, I think he's well connected, and he'd have um he'd have a number of guys that he could that he could connect to and and, and pick from. I think.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um. Hmm. So now that it it appears Cristobal is out of this with him signing the extension, you have to assume that that is gone. That opportunity is gone. Um, it seems like Auburn folks, the fan base, has now shifted to Billy Napier. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Billy h- Nap- how realistic Bil- is that?
0: Yeah, Billy Napier. Okay, so Billy Napier was one of the first names I heard on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening when it all went down. And so the three names kind of keep in mind right now are going to be Mario Cristobal. Kevin Steele getting the job and Billy Napier. No, no particular order were there. I think it became apparent over the week that Cristobal was the bigger swing, and that you know Steele had more momentum behind him. Napier is not out of it. I wouldn't say. I think Napier would be a pretty good hire for Auburn if Auburn fans could be patient with him. Uh, he's got a lot of pros. I think um, for him, you know, he was a really good recruiter. Um, he's he knows the SEC West. He's done a great job at, at putting up really good offense and a, and a, a fun, opportunistic defense at, at Louisiana. He's worked for Dabo Swinney and um, uh, Nick Saban, which you know that's that's invaluable kind of program building experience. It just he's not a splashy hire that make you contend right away. One thing there is that Napier and Louisiana Lafayette play this weekend. They play Coastal Carolina in the Sun Belt Championship game. Yeah. Um, Light Mario Cristobal has a game this week. Some of these other guys that are you know potentially connected to the Auburn job, there's still games going on this week. So, um, I think that's part of the thing that like if this goes on, if the process goes on a little bit longer, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Billy Napier uh, get a little bit more involved and
1: possibly get an interview. Right. Okay yeah I, I wasn't too high on Napier then I started looking at his resume and you touched on a, you know the, the the highlights there and I'm like okay mm-hmm. I think that makes sense and one thing that that I read about him that seems right up your alley I literally thought of you when I read the stat but like his offenses when you look at like total yardage it's nothing flashy but he's like the guy as far as like offensive yards per play and you're oh, yeah. a big yards per play kind of guy
0: yeah, a balanced offense doesn't necessarily sell out to a run heavy or a pass heavy system. but yeah, I mean, they they put up points um and they put up yards, uh, you know just very efficiently mm-hmm. uh, putting up put putting up uh, putting up big plays and explosives. And that's what you need if you're auburn. You don't necessarily need to be, you know, the best offense in America or even a top two or top three offense just because, it's going to be hard to kind of hit those marks as long as Alabama's doing what they're doing, but like, get closer to that, get it in the top five, top 10 category again. And you can start, you can start talking. And I'm very, be very curious to see what a guy like Napier would do with some SEC talent because he's already done a really good job of it, uh, at, uh, at Louisiana. And I also like the fact that, uh, he comes from a background where he was a, he was a position coach, um, you know, he was he was office coordinator for a little bit, but like most people kind of know him as a as a position coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of jump up like we've seen Debo Swinney make and Ned Orgeron make. Um, there's just something about it. Those guys who are coaches and not necessarily all sold out to just being the
1: coordinator, being the play caller or something like that, I think could be a good fit. Sure. Absolutely. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer hanging out with us for the weekly Ferg Friday, break through your wall. It doesn't matter if it's mental or physical. You can break through that wall every single day with built go easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase or your golf bag to power through the back nine or just put it in your pocket. That's what I do. Just put it in my pocket. Built go is the best workout gel on the market. It's like a five hour energy without that crash feeling, and it's all natural stuff. You read the ingredients, it's all stuff you can actually pronounce. Uh, It's good for you, and it comes in three delicious flavors. Um, One is significantly better than the other two. I'm not going to lie to you. Peanut butter, honey, that's the best one. Chocolate mint, that's the second best one. Then chocolate, coconut. But they're all three great. And Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein fast absorbing, gets into your system fast, you feel it, and it's really easy on your stomach. So uh, head to BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Justin Ferguson, Auburn Observer. Justin, how can people subscribe to all the stuff that you have going up at the site right now?
0: Yeah, auburnobserver.com. $6 a month or $60 a year. We have a story pretty much every day out there for you um, covering Auburn football and Auburn basketball. uh, And then a couple podcasts a week. They get sent right to your email inbox. You don't have to worry about... Uh, going to the site or waiting for a link or anything like that they get sent right to you so you can read it on your own time however you want it Uh, it's auburnobserver.com
1: yeah and and if you're not subscribed to Justin now's the time to do it one because you're going to get insight on the coaching search but two as soon as a coach is hired and Justin I don't want me putting you on the spot I assume you'll do this because I know you will but he's going to break down whether it's an offensive coach or a defensive coach, he's going to break down the tendencies and what the new what you can expect with this new coach in the future mm-hmm. of Auburn, I assume,
0: right? That's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> sure. I think it's a lot easier if it's Kevin Steele, but yes, that's the that's the Fair plan. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, whoever it is, he's gonna break all that down for you and kind of get you'll you'll figure that out X's and O's and scheme and all that. Deep, deep football stuff before anybody else will. All right, so all these reports came out about Gus, Justin, about how he's like the recruiting situation there. It was like super disorganized. Had you heard that before?
0: I had had heard that there was some kind of some dysfunction, um, you know, inside the program, that it wasn't just like this well-oiled machine, and I think people can kind of see that. Now, whose fault it was and who's who's butting heads with who – you know, I don't have all the specifics on yes. that, but yeah, I think, I think there were, I think it was very clear that not everybody on the, on the staff was on the same page. Right. Um, you know, and, and I think in recruiting, I, I don't credit, I don't credit what um, Auburn has done in recruiting this cycle to that. Um, they've been able to overcome it in some cycles in the past. Like these aren't brand new problems and they've signed some uh, 2018, 2019, or I'm sorry, the 2019, 2020 classes were particularly really strong ones for Auburn. Um, I think it was just more of just like they weren't able to bring kids on campus, and that's such a huge thing for them because that's their selling point. You bring them on campus, you give them the experience. It's like, all right, this is what you're going to get that you might not necessarily get the same vibe at Alabama or Georgia or some of these other schools. And I think that's part of the reason why Auburn was in the position that they are in. But, you know, it hasn't been a really good recruiting cycle. Uh, I think Kevin Steele and the staff did a really good job of keeping all the guys that they did get um in the boat and you know really only lost one in Jaden Roberts to a flip on, on signing day or at least a decommitment. Right. Um you know that that's really valuable, but they this this crew's got a lot of holes to fill. And whoever the next head coach is is gonna have to do some work quick with his staff.
1: What did you think about Steele's comments? And I played this yesterday and I kinda went on a rant. The majority of the podcast was a rant about this quote where he talked about the defensive line and then he got done <laughs> hyping them up. And then he was like, well, some of them make it move to the offensive line as well. Cause we can't recruit offensive linemen. What'd you think about, why did he even, why did he need to say that? I think it's cause it's a reality. Cause they are but, down but, but, to but, one but, offensive but, lineman. But, but you don't lineup. need to say it,
0: right? <laughs> and I'm not going to sit here and try to figure out why, why he said, <laughs> why, you know, when he did. But yeah, yeah I, I think, it's, I, I think it's definitely a thing you just kind of say, Hey, look, Defensive line, we got a lot of dudes. Offensive line, we don't. And that's been an issue for a while. And the conversion, like, nobody wants to see that. But, like, I think it's just kind of a reality of, like, hey, man, this is what the situation is. And whoever comes in next, if it, even if it's me, might be something that you're going to you're gonna have to deal with. Because, yeah, it was I, – I, I'm of the opinion that the star power wasn't necessarily the biggest problem for Auburn on the offensive line, although it could help. You don't want to beat Tennessee and have this elite – elite all these five stars up front and, and yeah. not, you know, really produce because you need to develop and it's harder to scout the position group than, you know, any other on the, on the field, uh, in college football. But I think if you're, um, I think if you're Auburn, it's just the numbers game. Cause you don't want to run out of options and you don't want to be caught being thin up front because you need depth and you need competition. Cause that's what drives the best out of everyone. And, you know, sometimes you can get
1: the three star guy or even the converted defensive lineman to pop. Did you see the rumor on Thursday where there was a plane that flew from Auburn to um, Indiana?
0: Yeah, that was interesting. Do you you know who it was? I don't know who it was. It was Uh, Pappas' boss. (laughs) Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, Yeah. utterly amazing. I love that. I love that. Yeah, great. Yeah, because I'm like
1: would, the, the buyout. Uh, like it's probably not for that, and, and it wasn't buyout.
0: is gigantic. Yeah, at Indiana right. for Tom Allen.
1: Yeah, gigantic. I mean, it'd be fun. I think it'd be a great culture fit. But it's like, yeah, oh, it, yeah. it ended up being Pappas's boss that flew up there. So I love it. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, I think it's great. hilarious. I think great it's job, hilarious. everyone. Yeah,
1: he he called me. Uh, he called me Thursday afternoon. I'm like, that is so funny. So
0: that is so good. That's um, so
1: good. All right, let's let, let's take a step away from uh the recruiting stuff. Are the the co- well will you give me? Do you have a prediction of who Albert's next head coach is? Do you want to share that? You don't have to. I'm putting you on the spot here. The more time goes on, the less I think it'll
0: be Kevin Steele. Yeah, but you're right. he's the only clear cut option right now that like you can say, okay, he's a definite candidate that's interested in the job. Everyone else is like, all right,
1: we'll we'll see. And several of those guys have to coach this weekend, right? All right. Um, so Harold Joyner is now going to be a Spartan. He is playing for Michigan State now. That was announced Thursday.
0: He was a Spartan in high school, too.
1: Oh, was he? That's what what Mountain Brooks' uh, mascot is. Okay. I didn't know that. Hmm? I didn't know that. Or if I did, I forgot. Um, (laughs) Do you think uh, they're really excited? That fan base is pumped because they see four-star transfer, and they're like, yes. Oh, yeah.
0: He was a top 100 player, or at least close to it. Yeah. yeah, I was talking to my uh, I was talking to my buddy Colton Pouncey who covers Michigan State for the Athletic and he was asking me about him. He was like, All right, so what happened here? You know, why is he coming? And I was like, Well, he never really found a role. Um, just kind of caught between like H back tight end and running back, and Auburn had depth and added to it on both spots. It just never really seemed to kind of be a fit. People are gonna look at it and just be like, Oh, that's a big dude. That's that's probably a power running back coming out of the SEC. And It's like, no, he, he moves. He's a he's a gadget player, he's a he's a scat back in a in a power back's body not a bad thing it's not a knock on him um it's just that that's the reality of the situation so i don't know i i can be honestly i haven't watched a ton of michigan state football this year so i don't know like how they'll use him offensively right but maybe they can find a role for him and he can kind of stick there uh i'm sure they sell they sold him on something uh there because um yeah i don't think he's gonna be a downhill between the tackles guy and the big 10 but maybe a guy who can play out in space and and be a creative weapon for them because they need some offense
1: yeah for sure they, uh, I mean, his recruiting story is one of the more fascinating ones I've ever heard.
0: Yeah. I mean, as far as like yeah. LSU
1: was recruiting him, and then like a week out of signing day, they just like quit talking to him, and he's like, "Okay, I guess I'll go to Auburn."
0: Yeah, yeah, and and Auburn sold him on the the Charles Clay role, and it just it just never really coalesced. I think like yeah. if he had a if he had a position other than running back, that he would have stayed in maybe you know he he would have stuck there by now i always thought slot receiver would make a lot of sense for him um in that big slot position but uh, it didn't work out that way and auburn added some more talent some younger talent around him um and uh, just didn't didn't quite stick so uh, i'll be interested to see what he does at michigan state i hope he does well um because i yeah. think he's he think he's a talented guy and he's
1: a, he's a he's a really cool cool kid to right. talk to as well yeah yeah wish him nothing but the best absolutely um speaking of running backs and transfers mark anthony richards uh, this surprised me a little bit just with you know Armani Goodwin not signing with Auburn. It's like, well, I, I think you've got a clear path to playing time, so I, I was a little surprised by that. Yeah, from what I've heard, he's just a Gus guy,
0: he was a Gus, he was a Gus, okay. uh, co- commit, yeah. um, and Gus signing. And I mean, not knowing who the offensive staff is, um, seemed like it was he would be he was more willing to just go ahead and, and move on. Um, in this kind of transition right now, because um, from everything I had heard, he was, he was, he was
1: very much a Gus guy. And then uh, one last thing I want to get your, uh, get your thoughts on Uh, yesterday, the Knicks announced that they are signing Bryce Brown. So they now have Bryce Mm -hmm. Brown and Jared Harper on their roster. And so I play the Cavs tonight. Oh yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That's exciting. Preseason game. That's exciting. Yeah. So a lot of Auburn in the NBA tonight. So that's, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, uh, so I'm very curious to see what the Knicks do. This is one of those spots where you sign him at this point, and I, I think he's a G League guy. I think yeah. you, you know, depending on what, depending on what happens with the G League this year, um, you know, and and kind of how those games are played and all that. Um, him and um, you know Jared Harper, I think, could make a pretty pretty fun little backcourt in uh, Westchester um with the with that Knicks team but it's also interesting because the knicks have been one of the worst shooting teams from deep in the nba for the last few years they haven't necessarily added a ton of shooters on their on their teams we know that's what bryce can do he's one of the best three-point shooters in the g league a year a year ago so i am I, i i'm very curious to see what happens there and uh the thing there is that Jared hasn't been able to get on the floor yet for the Knicks um, in, in the preseason, um, and they have a lot of depth at point guard. So, oddly enough, it kind of feels like Bryce might have a better shot at mm. least maybe getting out on the floor a little bit.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Justin, thank you so much for your time, man, and being flexible this week means a ton. Oh, yeah. uh, once again, tell us about the Auburn Observer.
0: AuburnObserver.com, $6 a month, $60 a year. Uh, get all the stuff emailed directly into your inbox. Um, check it out. And uh, we've got, we got a lot of fun stuff going on uh, there and
1: we'll keep you up to date with everything going on in the longest week of my life. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. That is Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. And of course you can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby, follow the show on Twitter at locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn podcast. We will recap what may be a crazy weekend, may be a really quiet weekend. I don't know. We'll talk about it on Monday. See you guys then. This is Locked on Auburn.